Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Longtime college football coach, former Baylor defensive coordinator Phil Bennett with us on 365 Sports on Mondays to look back at the weekend itself. Phil, we're going to start with Texas and Alabama. We appreciate your time every single week. That looked like it was uh, a better team out of Texas than they were at Alabama. Alabama's got a couple of uh, Achilles tendons that are showing, but your thoughts about why do you think now this appears to be more than just an overhyped football team in Texas? Well, you know, Smoke, I think you got to start with defense. They uh, they played really well. Their their front is active. Uh, they're fast. They're secondary. Uh, the, they're breaking on balls. Uh, you know, I, I, I sort of look at them and I look at the Aggies. Uh, the Aggies looked like they were playing in mud on defense. Texas looked fast. And, and you know, the interceptions, um, they're well coached. I think they've got a they've got a good feel about their personnel. And, of course, their quarterback played well. Um, their offensive line really got after Alabama. And Quinn Ewing was, was – uh, he left off that game where he did a year ago. And, and I, truthfully, I don't know about you, but I thought it could have been worse. I really do. Yeah, uh, you know, I think, Phil, had they kind of gotten going early in the game? Like, it looked to me like yours was, like, waiting to break through the wall for a little bit. And then when he did, it was just on. Right. You know, and, and when you have receivers like they have, I mean, long ball receivers, uh, there, was, there was a couple of plays. Uh, that that were balls were dropped on the first drive with a field goal should have been a touchdown, and and uh, there was just opportunities there. He was putting the ball. You know, I read somewhere that that uh, one of the writers in Austin said he didn't throw a good deep ball. Well, um, they need to rewrite that. Last week they he did throw a good deep ball, and uh, I just thought they were they were in command of what they were trying to get done on both sides of the, of the ball and the kicking game. Outside of them having, you know, an off night where yours isn't hitting on the deep ball or maybe receivers aren't playing as well, I mean, as you mean they've got a, a, just a group of guys that are that are studs in that receiving core. Uh, the big tight end and Sanders. I mean, how, how do you oh, go yeah. about trying to break them down and, and defend all that, Coach? Well, you know, one of the things I've always told people, when you put a tight end in the unit and he's a, he's a, a Kittle, Kel, that type of guy, I'm telling you, your your work as a defensive coordinator goes up tenfold because it is a matchup from hell. And, and you saw that in that game. Uh, when Zero got the ball thrown to him, he was usually open and he ran. You know, their yards after catch were really good. And, and that's a great point, Craig. They, uh, they're able to go down the field and, and, and attack you. You know, they can attack linebackers. They can attack safeties. Uh, and they can attack corners. So, you know, the other thing, Brooks, their running back, I believe he's from Hallisville, mm-hmm. is really a good he's really a good player. Yeah, he kind of gets the tough yards. Not that he can't get outside, but he does seem to get uh, the, the physical yards 
They don't have Bijan or Roshan, but they still have with Baxter, the freshman, who might have gotten dinged up in that game. How much, in all the years of you coaching, were the teams you coached that had really good team speed on defense the ones that forced most of the turnovers? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you, you know, I've told you, I think we've talked many times. I will give up size and weight for, for twitch and speed. Uh, you know, you, you, you've got to be able to run. Uh, do you remember K.J. Smith that played for us? Yep. K.J. was six one, And you can ask everybody that ever played him. Uh, I mean, I remember the kid from Michigan State told him after the game, he said, I've never played a guy like you. You, you know, just speed and quickness. Uh, and it's, it's still at every position, David, you've got to be able to move. It's still a movement game. You watch the Cowboys defense last night. And if you sit there and you watch and you say, God, <laughs> they have speed at every position. Uh, I thought Texas did. Uh, you know, and I thought uh, you look at the difference. I say this again, and I'm not beating up on the Aggies, but they really didn't show any any speed or, or anything that you would say, man, they're swarmers. Uh, I, I saw Texas swarming. Coach, the – you know, on Alabama's side, and I know that, like, for Bama, it's it's so hard for anybody to make a dent in them. What Saban has built there is uh, is unbelievable. But the transfer portal appears to – if you go and look at anybody – look, Miami has three Alabama transfers or four. TCU has three or four. Everybody's got an Alabama transfer on their roster now. How much does that put a little bit of a dent in them where it didn't before where they can't stash and develop guys now because if you have to wait a year or two, you might just get in the portal and go play at Miami where you're starting right away. Oh, I don't think that, that Paul, that's definitely a factor. You know, the kid from Alito and, you know, there you could go on and on. The kid from uh, uh, the tight end, you know, so you, you can go on and on. Now, I will tell you this, uh, you know, I think the demise of Alabama has been greatly exaggerated. I, I think you can remember a couple of years ago, you know, they lost to somebody and ended up winning the national championship. They're just, you know, they will – I like the way Nick handles his uh, his defeat. He's practical. He's real. Um, he lets the players know that it's a we thing and not a me thing or a you thing. And we will get better. This is the start. This is not the finish. Uh, and I think now I don't think they're as talented as they've been. Um, I think the quarterback will get better. I think obviously somebody was saying, why are they playing him? There's got to be better. He's an athlete, and I really believe they feel like they could get him at a higher level, and that's why he stayed in the game. Coach, uh, we've been talking about it a. a, a- a lot today, but uh, Baylor falls again. Six straight loss for them. Utah at home had an opportunity and just could not close it on out. Um, a lot of credit to Utah and just how, you know, how good they are under Kyle Whittingham. But uh, how much did you get to see that? And just what were your thoughts on on them trying to bounce back from what was obviously a very rough debut against Texas State? Well, uh, first of all, uh, I watched every snap of it. I thought they played, and to be complimentary, uh, they played with great energy on both sides of the ball. Um, I, I, I think I told you last week, don't be surprised if they don't beat them that it's a heck of a game. And, and, and you know, I, I know what those guys are made of. They're good coaches, good guys. Uh, they had those guys ready to play. And, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to 
you know, you can look at a game like that and you have certain things happen, uh, missed a few plays here, uh, missed a tackle, had a penalty here, uh, but that was vast improvement. Uh, I'm going to say this. I have never seen a last play of the game. Baylor should have had the ball with one play to play at the one-yard line. Yeah. That's yeah. The, that, that, that was the, I don't care what anybody says. I'm more qualified. I've done it longer. That was interference for four seconds. And, and for them not to make that call at the game, at the end of the game like that, is ridiculous. I mean, it affected the play. Uh, and, and I'm not saying they would have scored. But, but I thought Baylor fought to the very end. Uh, you know, some people considered that they, they became a little bit stagnant on offense. I read where the quarterback got injured a little bit. So you're always trying to appease what you can do. Uh, but I thought they played hard. Uh, Utah's we talked about early in the year, you know, that they have a good roster. Now, I don't believe after watching them uh, that, that they really were confident in either quarterback. Uh, and I thought Baylor had – they ran the ball efficiently, uh, uh, made some big plays, missed some plays, but it, it was a hell of a game. Phil, did you see – they had one, unfortunately, when Utah – if you're a Baylor fan or a coach or player, when Utah had a chance to go down and drive to tie the game, they had a play with 10 men on the field on defense. They had a safety oh, miss. Yeah. And Dave Aranda, I asked him about that today, and he said something about the communication from the box to a GA on the sideline who must have or was doing some other role, and it just was an absolute mistake that will never happen again. Did that ever happen to you when you were on the sideline or in the box? Absolutely. I don't know if you remember this. But but we're the year in fifteen, we're gonna go. It's a tight tight game, and, and it's third down and like I don't know four. We make the play, and our D line guy didn't come out fast enough in the sub and gave them a first down. They go down, and on fourth down they score. I don't know if you remember that, but it turned the whole game around. I really felt we would have beat them. Yes, it's happened, and and to say it hadn't, I would be lying. It's happened. Yes, it has. Did you see anything different with what they did, even though Utah was probably themselves a little bit handcuffed because of the quarterback play? Well, it, I, I will tell you, I've told you this forever. Sometimes you just match up better with certain teams. Uh, you know, one of the things, I'm, I'm going to go back to Texas State and UTSA. You know, uh, Jeff and them, they knew how to play tempo. And they had played – it was obvious their kids had played tempo. They played tempo so much better than Baylor did. And, and, and Utah didn't use a lot of hurry-up tempo, which I think really helped Baylor get their calls in. Uh, you know, very few substitutions as the ones you talked about. So I think that helped them. Now, and also I, I, I do. I think that, that they're not quite at full speed offensively without that quarterback who's really – you know, he's a run and a pass threat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His brother, I, I know him personally, his brother was an offensive line for us at Arizona State. He's quite an athlete. Phil, you mentioned the Aggies looking like they were stuck in mud uh, against Miami, a team that had no speed a year ago. I, I uh, None. And now that's all that they are. Um, where do you think that, they went awry because they're outside of having to let some guys go for discipline. They've been stacking recruits. Is this a developmental issue they're having right now? 
you know, I, I, I know this. They, they've got some really good players. Uh, but what I didn't see defensively, I don't see a lot of twitch and speed in the front. I know they're, 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 I know they're average at linebacker. We've got a bunch of five-star D linemen, but most of them are inside guys. And, and they're good inside. But I didn't see any, any edge guys, anybody that would challenge uh, and have the twitch. Uh, I think they're very average in the secondary. They've got safeties that are not covered guys. They gave up a 50-yard pass early in the game just on a seam route, on a goal route. Um, they're they're going to be challenged to get better. And I've told them, everybody's in the dumps here. But this, this is one game. And, and I look at them playing UL Monroe, playing Auburn, playing Arkansas. They could win every one of those games. They just got – their secondary coach, coach for me at Arizona State, he's a great coach. They will get better, I promise. Uh, they have some guys that are inexperienced. Uh, they just didn't play – when, when you don't play fast uh, and knowing what you're doing, uh, you, it, it does. It makes you look slow. And they didn't look very active, you know, at, at, on Saturday. Phil, I don't know. You can. if I know you'll respond to any questions we have. But uh, Jeff Levy was forced uh, and apologized today for Art being his father-in-law, being on the sideline after the game. It became a big deal. Uh, for Oklahoma media, and of course, then it floods social media, and there's this back and forth. Um, it sounded as if Brent Venables was caught off guard, and then Joe Castiglione, the AD, basically mentioned something about parameters that Jeff Levy knew about when it came to Art Bryles. Um, what are your thoughts about the reaction from the post game after a win with Coach Bryles being in an Oklahoma T-shirt with a logo, and how it then just became a firestorm again? Well, I, I was extremely disappointed. Number one, that that the, whoever the media guy asked it, why was it an issue? You know, he was there with for his son-in-law, his family. Uh, people, you know, let me tell you this: Oklahoma is not the moral judge of anybody. You know what? You know with what they did with Joe Mixon. You know, uh, Castiglione needs to think about that. He knocks the girl out, and they still honor him. And, and Art Browse just came on the field. It burns my ass up that nobody will take a stand. Hey, you know what? Maybe there were parameters, but I think it was more about practice or something like that. You're not going to find a guy any better than Art Browse. I'll say it to the day I die. That's BS. Uh, I like what Jeff Jeff said after. Um, It's hard for me to pull for Oklahoma after that. I think all of them, all of them are, are being judgmental. And something that that the they think the media wants to hear that it's BS. It will continue to be BS. And, and I'm going to tell you this: that they that they aren't the people that there's been more things going at Oklahoma it, in the history, you know. And I, and I don't know why Joe w- would make a statement like that to 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 number one embarrass Jeff and also try to get something at art. I don't know why. I've known I've known Joe for a long time, always respecting, but but he's wrong, he's dead wrong. Can I ask you a follow up? Yes. So you know a lot of coaches in the professional business. Everyone knows the story. People will take one side or the other. A lot of people know perhaps the entire truth, and some will only think they know from what they read or heard. What do other coaches around the community that you know that are still involved or were involved? 
What do they think about that, that Bryles is so toxic he cannot get hired? You know, it, we're in the instant uh, news society. We're in Twitter. You know, everybody, you know, everybody wants to say, and most of the time, and you know this, Smoke, you're in it, and one of the things I like about you, you're objective. You don't have people. You have haters out there. And, and uh, that's why I struggle a lot with ESPN. I was in the middle of that thing. You know, people don't realize that, that this situation, when, when, when this documentary comes out, this gonna, you're going to see some things. You're going, oh, my goodness, really? You know, it, it, this thing was handled very poorly by, by certain people in the Board of Regents at Baylor that have given Art a stigma that he doesn't deserve in the program. Uh, and, and that's not everybody. I don't feel that way about it. But, but there were some decisions that were made that, that affected and really slandered every one of them. And, and, and probably people like me to a lesser extent than some of the younger ones. Thanks for your time. We appreciate you, Coach. Right. Appreciate your time All as right, always. Guys. Phil Bennett, All right. former you. Baylor defensive coordinator, uh, who was? He was asked to be the uh, interim coach. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.